0: Feel like I'm doing something. Like you productive. like your tabs, tabbing, feeling tabby. I'm tabbing everyone. <laughs> tab,
1: <laughs> tab your life out. <laughs> I feel a little nauseous after doing that. It's okay, man, it's the highlight highlight of this week's show where we tab. shout tab and dab. <laughs> With no one else around, <laughs> <laughs> two men tabbing, tabbing. Um, good Good day. Good evening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our our next podcast. Um, this is. The Meandering, Meandering Movie, Movie Podcast. Podcast. I'm Gary, uh, your semi-host, and talking with me today, as always, is Big Daddy Gav. Big Daddy Gav. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Ready if, to talk I about don't know movies? If it's better or worse, Gavin? I, they, they seem to be. Just imagine me
0: in the shower thinking of these. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, whoa! What will the name be today? What would it be? Big Daddy Gabs the winner. That four-hour shower and then oh. you come out
1: wrinkled, pruning.
0: just feeling like fresh as a daisy, ready to talk. <laughs> you were standing like, where the fuck have
1: you been? <laughs> what
0: movies to talk about? You let now? me in
1: three hours ago. Um. And, uh, you were naked then, and you've been in that shower.
0: Uh, and you're just
1: listening to me sing the entire time. It's
0: good, it's good. singing the it's Daddy like Gab song. All of
1: Abba's greatest hits. <laughs> um, yeah. So today it was uh, it was your choice of. A yes. And I think, yeah, it should be a good one. So the 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 header, the title is Netflix Films, State of Movies on Netflix. Yeah. And I think yeah, I've seen some of these ones, but I have not seen all of them. So you'll probably be talking more than me, which is fine. You know, I'm, I'm the boss of the podcast, but all oh, the let, boss. I'll let you talk this. I'm one. just
0: lucky who just comes and just offers
1: you my my offerings. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So we, we're just gonna we're gonna talk about a bunch of films and talk about the general state of movies on Netflix. And what I understand of the general state of movies on Netflix is that they are seventy-five to eighty percent garbage. Yes, with the occasional thanks. gem littered in there. So for me It's
0: been This is like Something that's been Brewing in my head For a long
1: time I love how you're saying that The sheer mo- mention of this You're like Rubbing your temples It's just <laughs> this, this. Ready to get into it This
0: topic has just Been like building up Because <laughs> I've watched Quite a number of the Netflix exclusive films mm-hmm. and then I've also written my reviews for them and put them up on ramblingsofascotsman.com visit the website that's a plug everyone <laughs> that that's a plug shameless I I'm just I have nothing left but to offer myself <laughs> is, just,
1: just please read and listen to me talk about so films so just to clarify that was ramblingsofascotsman.com dot com yes we'll put that in the Description. Le- the description for the episode. Yay. Uh,
0: yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> the the general theme that seems to be with a lot of these films is that they're not good.
1: Yeah. And, and a lot of them aren't. E- even for the plebeians like myself. they just... I've watched a good couple. Um, I watched Bright. Yeah. And that was just like... What is this film? You know, it was just bland... That's you know what there you go that's the word of the day. They're just a lot of them are bland. Yeah, they like they they have high dreams, mm, but you yeah. watch them and you just come away thinking, well, that was fine. That was completely forgettable.
0: But the interesting thing is, is like Netflix has curated some incredible talent onto their platform, and I think it's just because they just get the numbers because you pay however much a month, you forget that you pay that, and you just oh, what's on Netflix? Yeah. There's a new film by such and such. Boom, press and watch it. You. Yeah, they get the numbers. But the problem is that. I don't know where in the assembly line of making the movie it goes wrong, but these movies just come out and it's like, this is not good. Mm -hmm. Like, I've just watched Apostle, which is Gareth Evans' newest film. He did Raid 1 and Raid 2, which are, like, these game-changing pieces of, like, martial arts cinema that everyone's just, like... Everyone and my grandmother were just. Like, Did you see raids? It's like, <laughs> Did you see those one take fight scenes? Like t- my nan like, would not stop talking about the one take fight. She scenes. was just like Gary, come over, <laughs> tea, biscuits, and the raid. That's what our <laughs> afternoons going to be. I was like, oh, of course, yeah. But I watched Apostle, and like so many Netflix films, it's, eh, it's okay, mm-hmm. and it's got such an interesting concept. It's kind of like uh, his version of the Wicker Man, almost. You've got Dan Stevens, who's just yeah. a hunk. Oh, my, Solid Dan. Uh, and it just... And it has such interesting concepts of, like, this island cult led by Michael Sheen. Everyone loves the Welshman. And then it introduces supernatural elements. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a bit spooky. There's going to mm-hmm. be some horror elements to it. And then the film just kind of meanders around <laughs> and nothing really comes of it. And you just... I felt like... In the beginning i was like kind of tense and excited oh we're just gonna go I was, like i know it's gonna be violent because i'd seen part of the trailer and it's certainly violent but there's just nothing really substantial there like the characters are all people i am like i don't like any of these people yeah. i don't care about any of these people and the plot just it just doesn't really go anywhere interesting and it just slowly loses you and by it's the end it's a shame
1: as well because dan and the Mike Machine and yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I mean, set separately, and I would assume together, It's brilliant. It's like
0: a really good cast and yeah. the actors, like, do great, like, oh, Dan Stevens does do an art performance at times. I'm just like, just <laughs> re- rein it in a wee bit yeah. and just, but it's still, it's, it's, it gets just in the beginning, like, boom, I'm in and then it just kind of
1: loses but it. But that's, but that's, that's another weird point actually a lot of these Netflix films and I say a lot if not all of these Netflix original films have at least one big hitting name in them yeah and it's like cool because we're a Netflix original film we've got a cool idea and a lot, again a lot of them have these really cool ideas yeah they've got great concepts we've drawn in this big name and then it, and and then they kind of give these projects to like fledgling directors and fledgling teams a lot of the time not a lot all the time but a lot of the time and it kind of feels like those people, the people that are making the films, are the ones that are like, "Ooh, shit! I'm way, way out of my depth." Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like when they
0: give a massive two hundred fifty million dollar Marvel film to like some guy who did a yeah. B movie before it. So, <laughs> but and of course, then some of them just pull it off, like um, Thingy from Guardians of the Galaxy. I forgot his name. James Gunn. James Gunn is just like just knocks it apart. But it, it's just it's so frustrating because mm-hmm. like you're saying they have some great concepts like i'm looking at some of the list here of like uh outsider with jared leto i saw the it fast really good like guy in like japan just after world war 2 americans aren't seen very well and he slowly just works his way into the yakuza great concept Yeah. terribly executed <laughs> it's
1: as you said bland but, it, but that might be because of jared leto he is the weakest. It's just like, holy shit, emote. My just- friend has a theory on Jared Leto, which is Jared Jared Leto is the worst part of anything he's in. That's not to say he's bad, yeah. but he will always be the Jared weakest Le- link. He'll always be Jared Leto about it. Because <laughs> yeah.
0: like, I thought, like, I mean, I think the only thing that I've liked him in been- Somewhat recently with Blade Runner 2049, just because it was so off the wall weird. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm a with this. It's still, worst bit of
1: Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, because you've got Gosling and Ford and everyone else. It exactly just... is. Like, no, matter, no matter how well he does, unfortunately, he is. Cause, on, I uh, mean, let's not even get into Suicide Squad
0: because this <sighs> podcast will just take a whole different <sighs> turn. I <or> just like, <laughs> don't know what that was. Getting a sequel. Oh, I know. James Gunn's is apparently going to direct as well as right.
1: I mean, I mean, it, it's like, that's it's kind of redeeming. But I, I mean, I'm hoping he would just be like, you know what, the first one didn't happen. Fuck it. We're a new Suicide Squad.
0: Right, this is down to on one of your topics. We need to talk about the DC Universe. Holy shit, is that a disaster. <laughs> I've never watched... I've never seen a car crash in real life, but I feel if I did, it would be like watching the DC you know universe. the worst thing is,
1: it's like a like years long car crash. Oh, like it's like gosh. like every year a new car just comes and smashes into the back of the pile and <laughs> You're just like, oh god, not again! Oh god, there's a baby in that one. It's on I, fire. And the analogy works because you can't stop watching. Because, I keep going. I yeah, keep going. To I saw
0: the, trash the trailer cars. for Aquaman, and I was like, this looks horrific. I need to see it. I just need to see how terrible this is going to be. Yeah. Shazam! I'm Awful. just like,
1: no. Shazam at least looks like it's going to be funny. Like it at least looks like they're, they're leading into the... Right, you know what? Dark and moody and broody has not been working for us. Yeah. Shazam, let's make it funny. But it looks like a... like like It, it looks like a really cheaply made fan movie, almost. I it, thought from the first trailer.
0: It looks like if someone had been told what Marvel movies are like, but never seen one, and then made Shazam. Yes. You know what? Looping all
1: the way back, it looks like a Netflix movie.
0: Yes, It does. It- <laughs> It, it just like, it looks like one of the Marvel Netflix shows where all of it just takes place in alleyways, yeah, and it's, or just grey
1: places with the occasional joke thrown in, which is kind of like oh, that was a weird place for a joke, but it's yeah. kind of funny, yeah.
0: And Zachary Levi in a really weird like suit, just, <laughs> muscle suit, yeah, it's just a bit <laughs> sad when you compare that to Henry Cavill, who
1: just he is the suit, he is the muscle. Right. So back on topic. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Talking to <you> back. <laughs> So Netflix. yeah, so Apostle was, was not great And, I mean, it, and, it's, and it's, it is the latest, the latest in a yes. series of not great Netflix
0: Because I saw the trailer for it and I was like Holy shit, this looks great Director, yeah. great So excited for it Then I watched it and it just slowly lost me And that's kind of the case for a lot of these films Where it's like, so excited, watch it And just feel kind of uh, Never like, watch it again No even though it's so readily
1: available, yeah. unless it's like, it's so bad, we need to watch this to get drunk and <laughs> make a game out of it. And it seems to be happening, as we've said, more yeah. often than not, because Cloverfield was Because I was excited for Cloverfield. Yeah. So this, this is what I have seen. I, I was genuinely like, I love Cloverfield, loved Cloverfield, ten, 10 Cloverfield. Yeah, then. that film is just something else. And then, I can't remember the name of it, Cloverfield Paradox. Space Paradox, and it was like, I think we touched on this previously, but it, it, it answered every question that had ever been raised in Cloverfield. That you never wanted answered. Never wanted answered. It was a detriment to it. And it was just bizarre. It was so utterly bizarre. And, and, and like, exactly, as we as we were mentioning, just, like, tonally had no idea what it was doing. Yeah. It felt like it didn't... It just felt like it didn't know. It it had no
0: logic to it. it no things. It, it just threw Even in its own universe, yeah. it wasn't making It was a logic-breaking film in a universe yeah. that didn't have a lot of logic to it because it didn't need it. It didn't need it. It was, it was much, just...
1: Like, interesting stories based around... Little like anthology Warner. movies. Yeah. Exactly. And
0: an the interesting thing about Cloverfield Paradox is Warner Brothers... Like, the film was originally called something else, like, The Battery in Space, I've no idea. And it was nothing to do with Cloverfield. J.J. Abrams and Skydance came in. No, they were, really? They were just like, this could work with Cloverfield. They, all the stuff that takes place on Earth with the guy going to the hospital and getting the kids, which... Nothing became of that. I forgot about all that. That stuff. was all shot afterwards, and the actress, who's in the main uh, main part, she just came back and did like some reshoots, and they just kind of added in some wee bits, yeah. and they just kind of went, "Oh, it's Clover." It was like a Frankenstein Cloverfield monster thing. Warner Bros. saw it and they're just like, "We're not, no, we're not putting this at the <laughs> cinemas." there's like Netflix, do you want it? fifty million. And they're like, "Sure, we'll take it." God. Super Bowl comes along, and Netflix are just like, "And Cloverfield, everyone." genius on their part because yes. I was just like oh, I need to watch it and now it's in new Clovefield and it's, there's yeah, no trailers then everyone watched it and everyone went wow we can see why this came to Netflix It's bizarre just rubbish
1: just total rubbish and and and, and, and you're right actually yeah from a marketing point of view and, and, I think, and I think that is that's probably a key point of everything that goes wrong with these Netflix films is that Netflix is incredibly good at marketing and yes. they've made their money and they can throw money at things and yes. because they're good at marketing it's like Right, and the most expensive movie that Netflix has ever... And it's got Will like, Smith, got Will and it's Smith. got the director of
0: Suicide Squad, Great, like, and it's got Ed, not Ed, Joel Edgerton, who's such an
1: underrated actor. And, and it's a kind of cool concept, as we've mentioned. And like, it's, like, and,
0: oh, the, the writer of it as well,
1: he'd, he'd done... Um,
0: oh, I can't remember. He did a terrible bunch of... He had... Um, that film with Daniel Radcliffe...
1: Uh, or the no, Swiss the Fra- Army Man? No, Frankenstein one. Oh, um... He wrote that. Victor. Victor, Victor, Victor Frankenstein, Frankenstein? I think it was. Get the IMDb up. Let's, <laughs> let's do it, let's do it. Wait, uh, Bright Bro- writer, Max Landis. Max Landis, yeah, who, son of uh,
0: John Landis, obviously right, so, like, has a historic career in cinema. <laughs> and, yeah, and Max Landis. So I was just like, interesting concept writer, interesting director whose <laughs> filmography is mm-hmm. mixed, but... I'll I'll still enjoy watching like End of Watch and Fury I think are two great films from him, yep. and then you've got Will Smith who's the charisma machine who just doesn't stop, and then Joel Edgerton who, he directed the film called The Gift and ever since then I'm just like you're a man who I want to see everything that you're doing so and you're an orc yeah. so yeah, <laughs> and then you watch it and it's just a mess yeah a total mess with no tonal idea of what's happening just. Really odd racist comment, or racial
1: commentary, that was so badly done that it was almost insulting. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a common trope with rape. I mean, like, I mean, this is a whole new conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it is a common trope in films though, and it's. I think it's the wrong idea. And just to touch on it very quickly, like, don't don't show people of color mm-hmm. as a, a oh oh they are dangerous because they're orcs. They're five times as strong as us. They have incredibly sharp teeth and they could literally kill all of mankind if they chose to because they're bloodthirsty beasts. Except if you take out their horns then they're good guys. It's like, that's painting coloured people in a light which is like, oh yeah, they're bloodthirsty beasts except when they do this one thing that makes white people feel safe. Like That's the wrong message. Yeah. Like, (laughs) what is that?
0: And if you are in any way going to try and explore that, don't do it in a two hour action movie. (laughs) Do it in a... Like, Bright would have worked if it had been a 10-episode Netflix series. Yeah. Because then they could have really got into the politics of the situation. They could have explored the elves and their kind of hierarchy. Instead, we just have people chasing a wand. Yeah. Because I care about that. And Will Smith just
1: going, Motherfucker! And just blowing people (laughs) with a shotgun. And I was like, what is happening? Will Smith is the new Sam Jackson.
0: Yeah. I mean... (laughs) No <laughs> There's like that great news clip Where the, the guy thinks Samuel Jackson's Lawrence Fishburne oh, Samuel so Jackson good. I'm not Lawrence Fishburne so This like, horrible <laughs> It's the most Painful thing to watch But also the funniest Because Samuel Jackson Takes it Like Samuel Jackson would Does a good job He turns it But he, And here's the crazy thing With the Netflix thing Is because it was Bright so readily available Yeah Everyone watched it Including myself Feeling like an well, idiot look great and the numbers look great and Netflix it's like boom let's bring, like number two yeah. and everyone's just like no we don't want a number two we want you to invest that money in something good yeah
1: and it's and it's it's kind of like I I, like I was you know I'm trying to remember because right, I did watch it and I being the kind of again simpler man I did, I remember when it was on it was like this is fine like yeah. not not great but I was like this is fine when it's and you right started, it's an action yeah. film yeah and it's an action film that, that whatever but, like, think, the more I think about it now, the more I'm like, yeah, what the, f-? like, what was that? Like, yeah, and, and I think that's the kind of problem with a lot of them. It's like, you could, you know, you know how Poundland inexplicably seems I'm to have... I'm so
0: happy to see where this goes.
1: <laughs> you know how Poundland you know, inexplicably Poundland... have movies, and you go in, they've got all their movies on the back row for a quid. And it's like, Pacific Rim has just launched. It's literally just hit the cinema, obviously years ago, just hit the cinema, you go to Poundland, and there's Atlantic Rim yeah. on the back wall of Poundland, and it's about robots that come out of the ocean and they're fighting monsters, and it's like it is Pacific Rim yeah. made on a fraction of the budget. Yeah, that's what I feel like these Netflix films are like nowadays. They're these Poundland films which are being made on mass on a on a green screen and nothing else. Yep. And and then and then being put on Netflix. And Netflix is just chucking money in them. There you go. Like, that'll be big because we've it's, spent billions on it's it.
0: It's interesting say cause you say that because you saying that has made me think what Netflix is like is, think about uh, back in 92 when Jurassic Park came out uh-huh. and it was the biggest thing uh-huh. and then of course VHS was a big thing so a bunch of like people with cameras went, just make movies with dinosaurs and then you just had a bunch of shit <laughs> B-movie dinosaur movies come out yeah. that just flood the market. It's like, that's what Netflix is. Netflix is like, hey, that thing's popular. Let's just have our own version of that. Let's do it. Put it rubbish. But they're it's doing an interesting stuff. thing where in the 90s, they would just get Joe Schmo, uh, whoever from Backwater, Texas, to make the dinosaur movie. And they'd make it for like $1,000 and you get free pancakes every yep. day what Netflix are doing is they're going that Martin Scorsese let's give him 250 million dollars and let him do whatever he wants and Scorsese's like okay because cool. all these kids are watching it and they're not, paid. they're not going to the cinema anymore so I'll I'll just go. and then somewhere along the line something goes wrong and the movie cut well I don't know The Irishman hasn't come out yet but
1: <laughs> it's coming to Netflix you've made your mind which up which makes That's me have no
0: faith like. in the film whatsoever especially because De Niro's in it Pacino's in it and I was like these are two guys who have given up on acting. Yeah. They're in it for the paycheck these totally. days. I mean, I can still go back to that clip of Pacino and uh, Jack and Jill when he's doing the Dunkin' Donuts thing and I'm just like, you used to be in Scarface, you used to do incredible work. And now you're
1: dancing to Dunkin' Donuts in an Adam Sandler. And and that's that you know, again probably going back to Netflix marketing, but they are they're doing a good job of scratching everyone's like, oh this is this is what people do want. Well, this is what people think they want. You know what I mean? I'm thinking quotation marks because yeah. because we all think we know what we want and that's why Hasbro have released six Transformers movies. Well, I mean, the know new know I mean? I'm going to say the new Bumblebee movie looks fun. I'm interested to see it. it but again, and that's because they finally they have finally all filmmakers have finally realized that nostalgia itself is not good enough. You yeah. need to have nostalgia and substance, and substance. Because together, that's printing money. Look at Ready Player One. That's nostalgia and nothing else. Yeah, like um, no, exactly. And 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 it, and that's when that's when marketing. That's when Netflix is called marketing for now. That's when Netflix is doing well because they're like, right, cool. Everyone loves gangster films. Back in the day, they were huge. Like those people are getting old now, and they they're the ones paying for Netflix. Like, Give them a new gangster film, yeah. But they're bringing in the, the names that we all want to see on something, which you know, on a poster, oh my god! Yeah. Whoa! And they'll come out, and you're right, it'll just be... I guarantee it'll have a fart joke.
0: Do you think the Irishman, Martin Scorsese's new film, will have a fart joke? Yes. Mark that, t- Titan quote. I guarantee it. Because it's... Like, because
1: it's, it, it, like that... That it, seems to be a Netflix consistent. It's like a fucking... Like the stamp of honour for A childish Netflix. joke? Just one child... Yeah, I, you know what, maybe not a fart joke, but at least something that's just like... Wait, what? Like, where did that come what from? Is that? Yeah, yeah. So maybe not a fart joke. We'll call it the fart joke. But it is just the that fart. weird, oddball, it's in there for some bizarre reason. I'll be interested. That's an interesting prediction to make.
0: <laughs> Although, I want to find out, does Irishman have a release date? I'm not sure. I would, I mean... I keep seeing stills for it. I think the film's yeah, finished. Yeah. Principal for Two Thousand Nineteen is all it says. That's great. Thanks, Google. soon. <laughs> Coming soon.
1: So yeah, so we've we've shredded into films, and we could continue to shred oh, into films. God, for I could just minutes. run down the list if you right, want. Absolutely, <laughs> but but after crapping all over Netflix, there is the other side of this. We mentioned you know seventy-five to eight percent would hot garbage. Yeah. But occasionally, the Russian gems they smash out a gem, and. You know, I think we, as we always do Should solve the big problem and figure out how Netflix Can save themselves and make more films Like Annihilation yes. Which I did really enjoy Yes, I was, Still had a few problems in there Which yeah. seemed tantamount to Netflix One that it
0: came to Netflix everywhere except the US And I'm kind of like, why did you do this to so us? But for the
1: most part it was a decent movie Yeah,
0: I was wowed consistently By that film and the, the concepts mm-hmm.
1: So, for, yeah, so, you know, the review Go it Gavin, review for Annihilation
0: Annihilation is a psychedelic whirlwind of ideas and visual orchestra. <laughs> there you go. It's, just, it's, okay. a film. it's the director of Ex Machina, and mm-hmm. also, if you believe the rumours, the director of Dread, with Carl Urban, and then he also, because there was some weird like stuff that happened yeah. on that set, and he wrote like Sunshine and stuff like that, and something else, I think, 20 Days Later, the remake, he wrote that, I'm not sure. Right. But... um yeah, this is a, a man who just understands sci fi, yeah. understands how to explore the concepts within his sci fi in a way that feels fulfilling and satisfying, and that's what Annihilation is for me. It is fulfilling and it is satisfying, and it's a film. Interestingly, no one ever brought this up uh, except when I watched a Red Later Media review of all female led kind of sci fi film, mm-hmm. which is like when was the last time I had one of those? Yeah, absolutely. And for some reason, no one paid any attention to this film and it sadly came out didn't get a lot of attention and kind of disappeared so again so was it was
1: it made for Netflix or was it just released on it Netflix was, everywhere sans you it was originally
0: made to be released in cinemas mm. and then studios saw it you know, and yeah. were kind of like nah we we don't really have the faith in this we'll give you uh, like US distribution and then everywhere else we're just going to dump on right. Netflix okay. and we'll Save ourselves the money, and it's
1: and it's kind of a. I suppose it comes back into this. It's a kind of catch twenty two. It's kind of like you know, it, if Netflix picks something up, <clears throat> because studios don't have faith in it. That's, probably a hindrance. Yeah. It, it, it it's at the end will hinder the film, and then it goes on Netflix, and then it's so wildly available that two idiots doing a podcast can shred it. Like, yes. For example. Um and it, it kind of it kinda of pulls some of that you know, some of the, the, the gravitas of the movie the magic away. The magic of, the magic, of yeah. sitting in the
0: cinema because I can't imagine oh, I hope one day I get to see that movie in the cinema, but I can't imagine being able to sit in the cinema and that lighthouse scene is happening. Yeah. I would have just been weeping with joy experiencing yeah, that. And instead I was in my room alone, mm-hmm. as I always am, because no one loves me. <laughs> in the dark, with just Annihilation on the TV, thinking this is amazing, why am I not seeing this on the big screen?
1: And it's, and this is kind of probably tantamount to the whole conversation actually like, the the more I think about it we're towing the line between cinema experience, which is big screen surround sound stereo, whatever, you know, big big sound, which a lot of people are getting at home now, and it, it might, you know, it might be an argument that bright and and Cloverfield, maybe not Cloverfield Paradox, but right at the very least, if you had gone to the cinema to see that, would have been a wildly different experience to the one that we, that the majority of us probably have had watching that film. True. Because, granted, it's not great, and it has its problems, but blasted onto a big screen with lots of noise, you could... I think you could probably more easily get swept away in in the movie yeah, because you are that. watching it on, the, on a cinema screen. And that's why maybe in another ten years we wouldn't be able to have this conversation because in another 10 years, you know, you're getting your new TV delivered today. Yay. Um And I've kind of got my big one. I've got a semi-decent sound bar myself. Like, if I got surround sound, would I need to go to the bar? Like, it's... And then, you know, it's... But
0: this is, this is the thing that keep, uh, keeps, kind of, being brought up is that cinema's dying and no one's going to the cinema and like there's no original films anymore, it's just superhero films. I'm like, if you think that, you're not going to the cinema enough because there's yeah, yeah, yeah. so many amazing like, original <laughs> like gems that they need to yeah. be seeing. But the idea that people are just going to watch films on streaming, I'm fine with that, but the films that come to streaming services need to get better. Because right now, if I think of all the films that I loved this year, one of them was on a streaming service, and that was Annihilation. Mm. Everything else was in the cinema. Yeah, because nothing that's coming to these streaming services is to the quality or the standard that you can get in the cinema. Because, mm.
1: but ne- why is that? Uh, I so think so you know, let's look at, now that we've reviewed a few movies. Let's why why is the quality not on Netflix?
0: I think it's because Netflix, if you compare them to the studios that are out there, are still. In their infancy. Mm-hmm. And they're still learning how to make these films, distribute these films, market these. Well, not distribute because they just put it on their website, but market these films. That's yeah. the stuff. Whereas you look at studios like Warner Brothers or Fox, well, not Fox anymore, but rest in peace, my, my friends. Uh-huh. Uh, Pull one out. Yeah, just like, <laughs> do, 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 do. I don't know what that noise was. Uh, Fox. <laughs> Why boring one out Fox? <laughs> 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 Wait, all these big studios have been around for so long, they know what they're doing and they yeah. know how to bring some of their big movies together and get them out there and just wow people with them. Mm. Whether it be their oscar thought-driven films, whether it be their big Temple movie, whether it be whatever they're going to dump in January because they don't like it. They're experienced in that way and they know what they're doing. Netflix, still learning that. Yeah. And until Netflix learn how to get the complete package, because Annihilation is a film where they've got the film... But then don't know how to get it out to the people mm-hmm. because I don't, I can't, I don't feel like anyone was talking about annihilation. No, it was just like annihilation came. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing! I can't wait to see what people are saying. And I'm like, where is everyone? Why yeah, is hello yeah, yeah. annihilation? Anyone? Okay, no, just me. Whereas bright comes out, they push the shit out of bright. Everyone was like, there's massive billboards. Everyone knows about bright. Then they watch it and they film the film is shit. It's like either the, they can either nail one part and not the other part. It's just like. Yeah,
1: so Netflix is clearly. And I think we you both agree. Netflix is definitely working towards being a studio. Effectively. Yes. And one of the big boys. <clears throat> but, in Netflix's defense, the statistic. For critically acclaimed movies, and if you go by Rotten Tomatoes critics versus user review, I can't which, wait till we do Rotten Tomatoes and I talk about that. Well, a, but you know what I me. mean? Like, like, there's the critics review, there's the Rotten Tomatoes review, and, and it's a pretty good kind of you know, you can see the way the wind's blowing with Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, I think. Um, Sadly, but you can see the way the wind's blowing. And if you looked at the majority of films that get released to cinema launch and you know, then launched later on on a streaming service, the statistics. In Netflix defense is probably similar. Seventy-five to eighty percent of films are garbage, yep. and twenty percent are worth your time going to see. Sure. But that's fair. Here we are ripping Netflix and kind of giving the big studios a free pass because
0: I think it's because we've spent so many years <laughs> just going at these big studios. Yeah. Cause I at no point will defend the big studios. They fuck up a lot yeah. and often. Like I just read a thing today that because Venom was such a success hold on a second while I slap my head against the wall because that's depressing to say that sentence Venom was a success that Sony are now like maybe we should take Spider-Man back and put him back uh, into our own universe and because kidding. they only gave they gave Spider-Man to Marvel for five films and yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home which will be the next standalone Spider-Man film is the end of those five films and after that Sony can be like
1: oh god yeah five films
0: Sony can be like we'll have him back now because Venom's k- taken off Carnage With Woody Harrelson and that Annie Wig will Uh, be as... So yeah, uh, these big studios don't make great decisions all the time. But the consistency of their films, quality-wise compared to Netflix, I think is... Because if I go to the cinema, I'm not just seeing Warner Brothers films. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing the breadth of all these studios and all these films. But that's just titles. If I go to Netflix and I see a Netflix-exclusive film often it's just
1: yeah. rubbish no, I, mean, I don't disagree with that but the film is a sum of its parts granted yeah. Disney might be the one backing the, 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 the bill and Netflix might be the one picking up the whatever but James Gunn has jumped shit from Disney to DC yeah. Marvel to DC and if the next Suicide Squad is by some miracle good. incredible I mean, we'll, we'll just all have to sit here and humble pie like, yeah Because, you know, and and I suppose that's, you know, the point I making is all all it's going to take is Netflix to go, right, cool, Um, James Gunn, how would you like this huge paycheck? And you can bring whatever team you decide is the best one. Because these people aren't loyal. I mean, well, maybe they are to a degree, but they're not. End of the day, they're going to go, everyone's going to go with the money is because we are. Yeah, because these are
0: filmmakers and creators and they want to go where the people give them the money to.
1: To create. And, And you'd hope you'd hope that a lot of these people are going where the money is, the money and the chance to create, what they, what their vision is. And all it's going to take is Netflix to, to collect the right group of people and put them on project that runs for the next five years. And suddenly we'll be sitting there saying, wow, Netflix has been smashing it. And we'll turn a blind eye to this shit. I feel, I feel
0: Netflix is continuing to get these great creators in, uh-huh. give them the, the, the money they want to do the project they want. And then it's, the projects are coming out and they're just like, not oh, good Yeah And maybe it's a case of Everyone loves to Complain about Studio interference Me being one of them Because some I mean look at Suicide Squad It's no, the God. It's the movie of this episode Apparently Yeah 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 The studio interference in Suicide Squad Was ridiculous Because it
1: was it, it Just very quickly If I remember this It was A comedy Or it was a series film And then they were like Test audiences Didn't like it Quick Re-edit the whole film Into the comedy all part, them were and series. apparently, they switched it one way or another. The,
0: the studio <laughs> that did the re-edit wasn't a film editing studio; it was a trailer making studio. So, they've got people <laughs> who made trailers to re-edit the film. It's like, yeah.
1: what? It yeah. Like, and then obviously they released it to critical acclaim. <laughs> <sighs> that was a magical experience for um, that film. i was like, but yeah. So, I can't remember the sorry. I, I went off topic. I, I
0: think it's um, there is sometimes studio interference. Is necessary. Yeah. Sometimes you need studios to be like, hey, no, maybe not. Because once again, they have the money and the teams and the experience to be like, this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Let's not do this. They've got the producers. Like Warner Brothers will have their their cabin full of producers and they'll go, Gary, it's your turn and you'll yeah. walk out. And it's be like, you did really great because they love to,
1: in trailers, the producer of such and such such yeah, and such. Yeah, and such. Yeah,
0: yeah. These people come along and they kind of shepherd.
1: Because I, I like... In, in my you know Simple Man world I have stopped looking at the producer of this film and this film as any kind of badge of honour because yeah. it's like yeah they produced this film that I loved cool doesn't mean shit they, creatively it <laughs> means
0: nothing all it means is they just made sure the money came in at the right time yeah. and that the right
1: people were in the right place <laughs> it's the director yeah they were the managers and it's like if I went into a Tesco in my favourite you know what I mean like it was like oh you're the manager of this place awesome that's what I wanted I wouldn't give a shit it's Tesco where I'm going it doesn't care. I don't care who's managing exactly. Yeah. Where it Exactly. yeah whereas I think
0: these studios have their producers they have their teams they, they're able to shepherd these directors Netflix doesn't. I don't think they have that yet I think they're going here's your money go nuts
1: yeah. and these directors are going and it's because, okay, and it is because they got lauded a while ago for you know if you get something on Netflix they give you the free reign of creativity. Yeah, but you are you are a hundred percent right. You are you know some, you're talking some, me around. Some of these things need to be someone, and there needs to be something there going like, cool, you're on a good course, but we're just going to slightly correct you, or correct you a lot, <laughs> because, overcorrect sometimes. Yeah, because this is maybe going down yeah. the shit up
0: because there are other directors who can they don't need guidance and they can go their yeah. own way and they can pull out something the magical and there's a lot of other directors who just need a little bit of like just to stay on the tracks yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't think Netflix is offering that and then that's where it comes down to here's this incredible concept isn't this amazing look at this trailer it's just so cool and it comes out it's like this is a mess because yeah, yeah, yeah. there was no one guiding this that totally. was able to keep it on track
1: yeah.
0: bastards those bastards at Netflix. <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> Me and my little weedy arms and all those type-out words. That
1: so, so, question of the week, Evan. How can we fix Netflix? Uh, go to Amazon Prime, set <laughs> There you go. Well, you know what? We've got we've got a little bit of time left. So, let's... Shall we just dive into Amazon Prime? Because like, I, I, I only had Amazon Prime briefly, and I was using it for... I think you know the HBO programs that they was it HBO, CBS, one HBO, I think HBO. Just using it to watch the HBO programs, and then I was that was it done. The occasional film that they put up earlier than everything else, but I mean, this is a problem. My biggest problem with all streaming services, actually, and this is not what I was going to ask you at all, but I've gone off. I'm meandering. Um, I'm my going- biggest problem with all the streaming services is that there is no consistency among it right like if i buy a dvd i can watch my dvd blu-ray whatever whenever i want yeah i like to buy things digitally because i'm lazy and i don't like to leave the couch and press the button on the front of my same yeah so i like Plus to buy things digitally hit clutter. <laughs> right <laughs> I like to buy it digitally so that i can just press the button and the film starts playing awesome what fucks me off excuse the language, what fucks you off what fucks me off though is it's like i can't have a complete film collection that isn't in jeopardy of disappearing, right? And I get that's yep. digital whatever, but if I wanted to buy, let's say let's say five different films, let's say it was a Sony film, Warner Brothers, and a Disney film, and then two whatevers. Let's go three films, changing my analogy. <laughs> and Sony, Disney, and Warner Brothers all decided, you know what, Warner Brothers, we're just gonna put it on the Xbox store and nowhere else. Yep. Disney's like, well, you have to buy it from our, our storefront. And Sony's like, yep, you've gotta buy ours from our storefront. I then have three different films that I require three different apps for and I can't watch them in one place. And it's fucking annoying. Yes. Like, just just all team up and have a marketplace. Fine, keep your licenses, keep your option to fucking withdraw my ability to watch something I've watched because I chose to buy it digitally. Fine. I understand the worries, but just put them in one place. I don't want to fucking switch apps every time I decide to watch this TV show or that or This or whatever,
0: yeah. yeah well, unbreezed. Someone's riled
1: up, you've probably seen me get. I know, I'm, just kind of, I'm a scared and turned <laughs> on at the same time. <laughs> My <laughs> first world privilege is real, Gary. Uh, we are white men
0: with problems. <laughs> Help us. Oh,
1: god, why are we doing this? Why are we putting this
0: out? <laughs> <laughs> because the people need to know, Gary, they need to hear of our
1: struggles. Oh, but yeah, but that's it's just like have a storefront. Let people buy it all from the one place and let the one app just like even if that app was like you are we're gonna be streaming this from Netflix, I don't know how it would work, but like it's just all joined in the one area, yeah. you know? This is
0: going off in a whole other direction. Oh yeah. But this is like the other kind of problem with streaming services is they're great for so many reasons. Like, I can come home and made my flat and are like, Do you wanna watch a movie? And I'm like and he's like, Yeah, and I'll just scroll through it and yep. he goes I'm gonna watch a fistful of dollars. I'm like, great. Let's me introduce you to Sergio Leone, and that's yes. what we did. And we watched a <laughs> fistful of dollars, and I'm like, this is great. But before that, he was like, oh, let's watch Creed because he's never seen it, and I'm like, yes, we need to see Creed because Creed Two is coming out, and Creed One is a fucking amazing film. Absolutely. Holy shit, that film blew me away. <laughs> I was just tears at one point. I'm like, this is too good. This can't be that good. And he's like, yeah, let's. I'm like, let's watch Creed, and I type in Creed's gone. It used to be there. It's not there anymore. And I'm just like, mother Yeah. And then it's like, <clears throat> to Amazon Prime, it's not there. It's like, we could rent it. You get it for like, what, 30 days until you watch it and you've you hours to watch. Yeah, 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 Or you can buy it. But then it's like, I just don't like, I like buying digitally and I like renting digitally. But I also, Hate it at the
1: same time because I just don't trust it. I'm 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 bad. I rent I now rent films digitally. Yeah. I don't bother buying them anymore because I'm like point. I'm not gonna watch this again. I will I'll buy that unless it's something I'm like in love. I think X Machina is the last one I actually bought digitally. But everything else rent because yeah, it will come to a streaming service eventually. And if I do want to watch it again, three pounds to rent it is not and HDM like bargain done. Yeah, you know rather than oh it's fifteen pounds to buy it digitally and you get the special features sent to your inbox. Oh, fuck off. Just, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll just just rent it, I'll stream it and yeah. I'll watch it the ones. Because I mean I'll, there's so many movies as well to watch. It's just like the only reason I'm going back and watching old movies now is because my flatmate has seen no films at all <laughs> apparently. He's I'm like, have you seen this like no he's like, Have you seen this like no? So now I'm going through Netflix and Amazon Prime and just re-adding all the films I've always seen that he needs to see. He's gonna watch. And I'm just gonna go through the old category while the old catalogue if you say while watching new stuff. But it is the case of like, always. Oh, I want to watch this. I want to watch that, and it's yeah. gone. So I just got Amazon Prime, the better of the streaming services. I'm gonna say, and just rent it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Plus, the greater thing about Amazon is they now have Amazon Studios, and they're putting out some amazing films and out through Amazon Studios, and they then just come to Amazon Prime and you just have them there to watch. Yeah. Like Moonlight was one of the most magical films I watched last year. I was blown away by Moonlight. Yeah. And I watched it in the cinema and just like I, it just made me welt into just sadness, (laughs) but also be happy at the same time. And I was like, I want to watch that film again. And Amazon Prime was like, hey, it's here already. And I'm like, thank you, Amazon. Boom,
1: watched it. And 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 that's maybe another conversation for another one because we're we're coming up to time. But we are are living in an age where instant gratification is the way. Yeah. We are bad for it. We all are. Um, And going to see a film in the cinema and then having to wait what on average six months three through, months to six months depending on the show. before studio. I can see it again yeah. is mind boggling especially and this is going back to something we talked about already today especially when I have a 65 inch TV with surround sound with my bed and like the convenience and that, a girl friend yeah, showing off you know but like you know it's like the convenience really I'm getting a cinema experience not me because I don't have all that but if I did I can have that cinema experience at home yeah why can I not just have it at home? Why do I have to? I want it no, give me Instant gratification. Yeah. totally. Right my man. On that I think we're gonna to finish today's episode. So we have chatted about Netflix, we talked about Amazon. Uh we did not get to the end of anything we wanted to talk about. Because we meandered as often. God, DC Universe Suicide Squad for some reasons is the film we talked about the most. Oh, Suicide Squad! Yeah, I can't well. wait to talk about the DC Universe. I'll write this into my uh, my notes for the episode. Uh, just next episode, Suicide Squad. <laughs> That's the entire episode. There we go. Um, thank you very much for your time as always, Gavin. Yeah, very uh, sorry, uh, Big Daddy Gav. Big Daddy Gav, and um, we will be back soon for another episode of the Meandering Movie Podcast.
0: Bye.